Welcome to another Distinct Nostalgia by MIM. More than a podcast. The Distinct Nostalgia autumn season continues with more fabulous celebration of soap. And this time we're going all the way back to the mid-70s with the arrival of one of Coronation Street's most enduring characters. She was born in the latter days of 1976 and by the early days of 1977, Christabel Finch was being watched by millions around the world as she became Deirdre's little girl, Tracy. Now living in Australia, Christabel has been giving an exclusive interview to Distinct Nostalgia. Enjoy, this is quite a gem. Christabel Finch as was, now Christabel Tallowin, is that how you say it? That's correct, Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Thank you for joining Distinct Nostalgia. Now, um, you were the original Tracy Langton, as it would have been at the time. Correct, yes. Yeah, in 1976, <laughs> was it, or 77? Uh, well, no, it was 77. 77. So I was, bo- I was born in 76, but right. literally 15 days later, 77. <laughs> Literally, so so you, you were you were part of Coronation Street almost since birth. Uh, that was it, yeah. So um, yeah, so I was born on the twenty first of December, and then literally on the fifth of January, straight in filming. So and when was Tracy supposed to have been born? Do you know? Well, I I should well, I think they they obviously record like two weeks ahead, so maybe it was like the maybe like the the sixteenth or the twentieth of of January or something like that, I think. Yeah, yeah, so she was an early... Yeah, she was a winter baby um, in terms of... Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, obviously you don't remember that far back. <laughs> you'd, be am- <laughs> you'd be amazing to remember that far back. But you were in the, you were in the show for how long? Un- until 1983. So I was basically seven right, when I okay, left. Okay, okay. So talk us through it then. When did it start to... I mean, you you were growing up and you were sort of... You'd probably got these sort of dual lives, haven't you? Of a life at home and a life in this weird yes. make-believe place. You know what? Tell us a bit about that. Well, look. To be honest, it, it felt very um, normal because it been like ever since I was, you know, a baby, I'd been there every single, you know, every week filming. Um, so it used to be every Thursday, every week, do the afternoon, get out of school, get out of the spelling test. Um, and go down to the studios. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was a very normal part of life. And for me, it was, you know, I'm, my friends were not very aware of it. And I remember one person saying to me, saying, are, are you on Sesame Street? And I was like, no, I'm on Coronation Street. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, just normal for me. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, so they obviously thought it was a good idea to get a baby right from the beginning. And and see that baby grow up. That was the idea, I suppose, really. Well, look, what happened was um, the my mum had obviously given birth to me in the St. Mary's Hospital in Greater Manchester. And uh, the a casting director, um, I think her name was Judy Hayfield, needed a, a newborn baby for Coronation Street, for, for Deirdre. And um, she went to that hospital, out of all the hospitals in Manchester, um, and spoke to the matron who was in charge of the hospital at the time and said, oh, have you got any newborn babies? We need like a, a small little baby, just so it looks like she's newborn. And she said, oh, well, yes, Mrs. Finch has uh, just had a baby. Why don't you go and talk to her? And um, 
So she went in and said, hello, um, listen, can we use your, your, your daughter to be in Coronation Street? And mum said, oh, I'll have to ask my husband about that. Um, but mum was under the impression it would just be one episode. So, and then it just kept on going and going and going and going. So, yeah, until we left when I was seven. Because, of course, in a lot of shows back in the day, um, whenever a baby emerged, um, a newborn baby, uh, we really wouldn't see them, would we? Or they'd be a doll or or, yes. or and a, and a, a bit of a noise would appear and that would be it, wouldn't it? And occasionally you'd get a glimpse of this doll and realise it wasn't real. So this might have been, <laughs> it probably was quite a bit of a breakthrough at the time. So that's, that's interesting. So how had, you, had your mum uh, and dad been fans of the street? Did they watch the street on a regular basis or anything like that? Look, I think at the time, mum didn't watch it. But to be honest, I, I think she watches it a lot now. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, they, she, she knew all Coronation Street, but she didn't watch it regularly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So what do, you, what do you remember then? What's the earliest memory, do you think, you have of the street? Where do you, I, mean, I mean, obviously, you were there from <sighs> naught to seven. So, and I think my memories, yeah. when I was a kid, I think I remember everything from when I was about, I was born in 72, so I'll probably, I do remember the young Tracy, I remember you in it, um, <laughs> and I probably started remembering things around about five. So when do you think you yeah. go far, you, as far back as that, would you say, or? Well, I, I think so. Um, it's it's kind of, it's strange, because obviously, I've got the footage to look back on, so whether it's real memories or it's fake memories of that footage being put into my head, but I I do remember, you know, just being on the set at a very young age. So maybe I want to say three. I really do because that's when I got my cat. So we, we bought a cat when I was three and I remember it vague, you know, you know, vividly. So being on the set and, you know, with Albert Tatlock, do you remember, um, so uh, Ken Barlow's, Uncle Albert. So I remember filming with him and and being on the set and and you know him sitting in an armchair. So it's all kind of not allowed to leave that set. So you had to stay on that you know that little scene until the scene had been shot. Do you know, do you know what I mean? So it was so it's, you know different memories. Like I, mean, I remember vividly shooting. Um, it's like an episode of Tracy being locked in the bathroom. Um, and she was at Alf Roberts uh, corner shop and uh, Deirdre was working in the shop and, and I was obviously with her and she'd gone to, I'd gone, to, wanted to go to the loo and I'd gone upstairs to go to the toilet and I'd, apparently Tracy had locked <laughs> the bathroom door and couldn't unlock it with the key anymore so I remember shooting that scene and it being a raised stage and uh and Alf he was coming through the window like an exterior you know because they shot outside obviously as well and that kind of thing so he was coming through the window trying to get this plastic bag down to Tracy to put the key in the plastic bag and I remember saying I had to say I can't I can't you know I can't put the key in um and holding up a comic to the keyhole for Deirdre to, to, for her to say what the, the comic said. You know, what does this say, Mum? And um, so I remember that massive scene because it was a long, long shoot um, because it was like literally half the, half the episode was all about me being locked in the bathroom. 
But when so, did when did it sink in that you were that this was wasn't some kind of strange weird world that you were just sinking into hmm. every week, but actually you were making a TV program? I mean, when did that sink oh, in? Do you think? I don't. I don't think it ever did. <laughs> I don't think it ever did. Because <laughs> to be honest, I don't think I remember watching it. You know, in the living room with my mum and dad, it was more like years later because my mum used to record it. You know, on the on the video cassette. So years later, watching it back and going, oh, wow, that's weird, isn't it? It's, it's just, so I, I don't think I was aware that it was a TV show at all. <laughs> now, there was a couple, there's a couple of stories, one, partic- one in particular I remember related to Tracy. We'll go to that in a moment. Um, but before mm. we do, let's talk a little bit about some of the people then. So your on-screen mum, of course, was um, uh, Deirdre, uh, yes. Deirdre Langton, um, as she was at the time. Yes. Um, what do you remember about Anne Kirkbride? She's just such a, a beautiful person. She was uh, just, well, she was my second mum, really. I mean, she she was, you know, a, a youthful, um, you know, bright, caring person. She, and we used to share a dressing room together. So she would run through my lines with me as well, my mum. And she used to buy me, you know, Barbies and Cindy's and she's just lovely. Yeah, wonderful person. And of course, back then, because her, her image changed over the years, but back then she used to have sort of longish hair, didn't yes. she? And of course, huge glasses, as we remember. Yes, absolutely. And you rem- do you remember the huge glasses as a as a of kid? Of course. Because yeah. <laughs> she didn't wear them in real life, did she? The huge glasses, I don't think. She used to put them on for the show, if I remember rightly. I I think you're correct. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> so what what scenes do you remember with her because i remember a lot of things like um her doing uh, you know the, the, the ironing or washing and going through clothes and things like that and tracy being in the background and uh, saying tracy don't do that or whatever what do you any little things you remember we'll be back after a quick break you still loading them and heating them up with all your single shit you've been dropping you feel me loading them up on it, it only takes structure and, and you know, just paying attention to the climate of the game. Yeah, know what I mean. So, do do your homies uh got a role in your in your little? You know I mean, yeah, yeah, we all we all artists over here, man. I'm trying, oh, yeah, I'm trying, yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to get them on there. Yeah, yeah. Hey, me, me, we all artists, man. We go, you feel me? We gonna have this like. Bro, me and my man, like me and my man Kyle, we be like, I don't know, we play, we play with this <laughs> shit right now. I got lie, we play with this shit right now for for. Oh, I don't, play with, don't play with it. No. Take that shit seriously. Oh, to be honest, um, I, be, oh no, it's 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 so very vague. To be honest, I mean, like, like that massive scene with being in the in the you know locked in the bathroom. Um, do you remember? Do you remember your auntie Auntie Emily? Of course, yes, but but again, it was kind of like I was just in the scene. It wasn't like they were having a conversation with me. Do you know, do you know what I mean? So it was it was more like I was in the background while you know, the real acting was happening. So, <laughs> but did so, you have did you have scenes with Auntie Auntie Emily where you'd be sat there reading a book or something, or she'd be looking after you? Or I know she'd come and take you take you to go places or. Things like that, because Emily and Emily and Deirdre were very close back then, weren't they? It was a, they were very, yeah. you know, they were, they were next door neighbours or whatever. And Emily yes. used to look after uh, Tra- Tracy quite a lot, didn't she? Yeah, she did. But look, 
again, I'm, I'm really sorry. I just don't really remember. I can, I can remember a few scenes. Like, there's, there's one where, where Ken, Ken Barlow had like, um, I think he'd, he was running a newspaper at the time. And he was, and he, and he was celebrating getting the business going. And we were sitting on the sofa and I know Deirdre was there, and I'm, I'm, I can't remember who the other person was, but there was someone else in the scene, and they were celebrating. They were like getting champagne out, popping the cork, and pouring out the champagne into the glasses. And then my line was, "Can I try a bit, please?" And <laughs> and I thought, you know, I was only like maybe six, five, six, and thinking, "Oh, it's it's going to be champagne," but I've never tasted champagne before. I didn't know what to expect. But it wasn't champagne. It was apple juice. And you know how apple juice is a little bit kind of oaky? And it kind of, when I, when I drank it, it went down the wrong hole. I started coughing and choking. And, and the, they left it in. The, the juicers were like, yeah, we love the fact she's coughing her guts up. Um, so, yeah. Do you, remember, do you remember things like, because obviously, I know these, day, these days, they just do one take and that's it off the half time because there's so many episodes of... Not just Corrie, but all the all the um, drama serials or soaps. Um, but in those days, of course, they would have um, retaken things several times. Do you remember having to do that? Do you remember having to repeat what you just said a few times? Uh, yeah, I, definitely. I think um, you know things went wrong, so they'd, they'd retake again. And I think, I, being a kid as well, I, I'm sure I remember me going like, "Oh." I want to go home, you know, mum, mum. Because mum's obviously in the, in the outside of the scene, you know, in the darkness where the cameras are. Um, I'm sure, I'm, I mean, I, I don't think it was a massive prima donna, but, you know, but um, yeah, I remember shooting a few scenes. But if you look, sometimes I look back on footage of me and you can see my, me in the background where I sort of go, oh, like, you know, gesturing, go, oh, because I've missed a line. As they're like, I missed it, I, you know, and... And Anne Kirkbride just continues the scene. And it's obviously, they've tried to get me to get that line correct. And it's just not worked out. So they just can, can keep going, which is good. What's, Great. Your, what's your memory of literally the, the physicality of it? Because I, I remember being a kid and you'd go to school and, you know, um, at the time, everything was huge, wasn't it? And now you go back to a primary school or whatever and you see these tiny little seats that you mm. sat on and all the rest of it. Well, you were there in this sort of, this sort of artificial world where I know everything is slightly different size, isn't it, on television? But yes. at the same time, for you, everything would have been huge, wouldn't it? Big cameras, yeah. big, bo- big boom mics bearing down yes. on you. Yeah, yeah. What, what, do you, what do you remember of those kind of things? Yeah, that's 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 true. Actually, I, the, I can remember looking up and seeing the boom mic going and like reaching for it, that kind of thing. Like when you're very young. Um, yeah, but it was a, it's a strange concept because it's like this little well this box you know, this 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 set being in this massive warehouse you know big doors and and ropes and pulleys everywhere and scenery being up in the in the rafters and yeah it was bizarre and then being back backstage as well seeing like all the props and the the weights holding up the scenery and and the stairs as well like I can always remember you know I have to go up the stairs you know, they're, they're about, let's say, oh, I want to say about maybe five, six feet off the ground, you know, quite tall. And me being very little. And obviously, 
they don't want me to keep you up there, so they, I have to... I remember jumping off into my mum's arms. So they're keeping the scene going in the, you know, the kind of like the corridor area where the stairs are. But, um, yeah, the stairs not going anywhere. That so was you were, bizarre. So you were in, obviously, in, in Deirdre Langton's house at the time, mainly. Um, occasionally, yes. you'd probably be in the street. You'd be walking the street with Deirdre, yes. I presume. Yeah, you remember, you remember yeah. that? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and what other places do you remember? Do you remember turning up in the corner shop or, you know, what other places well, do you remember? Yeah, so the, cor- yeah, the corner shop, obviously, with that scene with the, the bathroom. Um, but remember going into the corner shop going, oh, look at all the sweets. And the sweets being, on, you know, in those, those containers back then. Um, where you like you'd be like a, a three p no ten p mixture of sweets, wouldn't it? Back then, in those days, um, thinking, oh, I really want some. And remember, actually, I remember looking outside on the street, uh, looking into the the corner shop window. But obviously, there's in the in the outside exterior, there's no interior of the actual out, you know out, on the on the actual street. So, you, you know, you poke your head through the door and it's just rubble. <laughs> so I presume, I, pre- bus- it, I presume you would never have turned up in the Rovers, would you, as a little girl? Really? <laughs> no. But look, you know, the, I don't remember this, but there was that massive scene where Deirdre, I think she left me outside the Rovers' return. Well, this is what I was about to say. This <laughs> was what I was about to say. This was the big storyline, which I remember as a kid, about 1979-ish, I think. And basically, okay. a lorry went into the Rovers, and she exactly. thought she thought you'd been killed by the lorry, didn't she? Yeah. I know, but what makes me wonder is like, what had she gone into the Rovers and just left me outside? I mean, how rude is that? I mean, she'd be done for social services, wouldn't she nowadays? Wasn't the storyline something about some woman that that Deirdre yes. had befriended in hospital or something? Oh. Took didn't she take? Didn't she take her for a walk or something? She'd come into the programme. She's a bit weird. She's She had this problem oh. where I think she'd lost a child or something and she was all... Okay. Something like that. I think that was the story. See, but you're, you're probably, you know, right. I, but I, I was under the impression it was, a, it was a younger person, like like a teenager, saw me in the pram, you know, in the you know the push pushing kind of buggy thing and basically was like, oh, she's very cute and just swiped me out and took me off. I, that's what I was under the impression, but you're, you're probably more correct than I am. So. It, it was certainly a big drama. That was a really big storyline at the time. I, I know. <laughs> what, um... what a way to be killed off. You, know? <laughs> you survived, you survived. So what about, um, what about things that they got you to do to occupy your time? So, you know, when I, in terms of the show, so you'd, I'd, you'd often be, I'd often see you there sat there reading a book or something or, yeah. or you know, or, I don't know, did, did, did they get you playing with, um, you know, toys and things like that? Can you remember yes, any of those? Comments? I think so. I mean, I, I remember having this kind of electronic toy. It was like a, uh, I can't remember what it's called, like a, a, it used to speak back to you back in those, it's like 1980s. And so it's like, you press a button, you go, A, B. And I used to be thinking, oh, this is incredible. And I really wanted it, but I wasn't allowed to have it, you know, to take it home. It had to stay on the set. Um, but I, I used to sometimes bring my own toys in. So I had this puppet Smurf. And, and again, you know, I'm just, I'm just playing. And I had this tissue. And I'm, I'm sitting in the background blowing the, the Smurf's nose. And again, they keep it in. They keep this stupidity in, you know. 
in the show so you can see me blowing the Smurf's nose and having a little chat with it. And then, I suppose it's, it's just, again, again at the end of the day, they're trying, you know, it comes over as quite natural, doesn't it? You know, I do, remember, yes, I do yeah. remember quite a few shots, actually, where sometimes the camera would linger on you for a while doing things, you know, oh, just because just, in those days you found that, that things were much slower. Everything's quick, 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 quick now. But they, in those days, yes. they liked to show things just happening. So a, show, a scene might start with you playing with your toys or something and then suddenly yes. zoom to somewhere else. But, you know, just to show the setting, you were there playing and whatever. And, you know, it, it'd go on from Absolutely. there, which is, quite, which is quite interesting. So what, let's talk about some of the other people then. I know it's difficult to remember. But your dad, of course, <laughs> your original, you know, obviously uh, Bill, yes. Bill Roach became your stepdad but, uh, as Ken. But, yeah. Um, the original Ray Langton, of course, was Neville yeah. Buswell. Um, yeah. What do you remember about him? I, I, I don't remember anything. Really? That's interesting. I think, I think he left before I had any memories, annoyingly. So I, I really can't comment well, he, about he, he went, <laughs> The character went to Holland, I think, to work or something. Um, oh, and, right. Yeah. Okay. And, and, and they spl- Deirdre and him eventually split up. Um, but yeah, and he'd been in it since the late 60s on and off. Um, okay. which, is, which is quite interesting, but yeah. So, so you don't remember anything about him, but you meant you mentioned that you remember Uncle Albert. Um, he was yes. a, a grand old fellow, wasn't he? I mean, he, he the, the old chap had he'd been born in the nineteen hundred in the eighteen hundreds, hadn't he? So wow. you know, he'd been around a long time. So what was he like? He probably was just like a granddad, wasn't he? I presume. Oh, massively. I mean, he was just again a very gentle soul. Um, and I just remember one time they were doing this promotion, maybe Christmas time, where he had to dress up as Father Christmas and I had to sit on his knee. And they said, and I, I didn't know it was Albert. You know, I didn't know it was Uncle Albert. So I was like, OK. And they said, pull his beard off. I said, no, I'm not doing that. Because, you know, when you're a kid, you, you think, that's the real Father Christmas. I'm not doing that to Father Christmas. So they ended up, he had to take it off. And I was like, oh, shocked that it's, Albert Tadlock, dressed as Father Christmas. It was, but he was, yeah, again, like an like icon of the show, you know. Yeah, he'd been, he'd, been there, he'd, he'd been there since the beginning. And presumably you never, as a kid, you, you, you sort of just got to know them as their characters' names. You didn't really know them as their <laughs> actors' names, did exactly. you? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, 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 completely. And so, what about um, we mentioned Emily? What about Eileen Derbyshire? How did you? Did you remember talking to her much? Remember having much to do with her? Obviously, you to, were in the sh- on- scenes together, but you don't remember her as a person. No, um, unfortunately, no. It's it, again, it's, it's more like the central kind of people, like you know, obviously, you know, Bill Roach, Ken Barlow. Yeah, well, tell us, um, about, tell us about Bill then. What was what was it like working um, with Bill? Can you remember? Again, a. a Lovely guy, um, but I, I think it was more like he was on set more than me being involved with him out of set. Um, so, yeah, um, it's it's funny. I do. I kind of remember. Do you remember the um, later on the show where Deirdre was having an affair with Mike Baldwin, and um, and that was all going on when I was. I think I was just about to leave. So he was, I was still there. And I remember sitting on the stairs. So I must've been about seven. And obviously Deirdre and Ken having this massive row and me sitting on the stairs, listening to this going, I've never heard them shout at each other before. And I was, I was quite upset about it. Um, but yeah, so seeing them do that scene was quite, 
shocking for me being a child, you know, because they've always spoken very nicely together. So that was interesting seeing his different kind of persona coming out in in Ken, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I when I was a kid, uh, I grew up in a household where um, my mum and dad rowed constantly, absolutely constantly, sadly. Yeah. And I used to uh, be in that situation quite a lot, sat on the stairs listening to what they were got because I couldn't sleep yeah. because that was all they were doing was rowing all the time, you know. And he got quite, <laughs> he, he would get quite scary in a way because you, you say you don't like to see. Uh, your parents, I know they they weren't your real parents, but you don't like to see yeah. don't like to see them fighting, do you? You know what I mean? It's not nice. Um, Absolutely. So, so, so that, that's interesting. And what about other characters? I mean, do you, is there anybody else on the on the show that you remember that sort of would always be quite nice to you? I mean, was anybody? I mean, obviously, I know that the scenes that you're in are very isolated a lot of the time, aren't they? You're focused on your your little family kind of thing. But yes. were there anybody? I mean, it's... you know, did you did you nip into the um, I don't know, into the cabin and ever end up speaking to, you know, Rita or Mavis or anything like that? Do you remember those as, oh, as characters? That's it's a really good question. I'm just trying to think. Thinking back. Um, well, look, it, it's more like it's not like being on set and and speaking to them. It's more like, you know, in the, in the actual dressing rooms yeah, or in the corridors yeah. of Granada. So, like, I, I remember being about three and... I used to have this little tricycle and um, and I remember going up and down the corridors and it being very proud of it. And it used to squeak, you know, ee, ee. and I remember one person, I can't remember who it was, but one person coming and saying, stop, and just putting oil on my uh, my wheels to stop it squeaking. And then, and then literally, I think uh, uh, Brian Tilsley, so Chris Quentin, comes through the big doors of, in the corridors and he's like, oh, that's a nice bike. And he gets me to get off and he sits on it and then he breaks it. I mean, how rude is that? <laughs> so I was in tears and he was like, oh, sorry, and just walked off. I was like, thank you so much, <laughs> you know. Because you, um, you, 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 were, you were in the show before him, of course. You, you, you got oh, back further yeah. than Chris Winton. <laughs> it, exactly. Um, I'm just trying to think what, who else uh, was that. I mean, look, I, I went on This Is Your Life with... For for Johnny Briggs, who was Mike Baldwin, and for Bill Roach, who was Ken Barlow, um, I think I, I remember being back backstage before, you know, like the green room before you go in, and uh, the the lady who played Vera Duckworth, I think her name was Liz Dawn. Um, I remember her getting herself ready in the green room, and like, there's loads of mirrors, and she's putting her makeup on, but she she didn't have uh, her wig on. So and I didn't know she did, she wore a wig, and I'm sitting there, on the, you know, looking at her, going, is that is that is that Vera? But she's she's got black hair and it's all tied up, and and I was kind of really shocked, going, oh, she wears a wig. I was <laughs> I was really surprised. Um, so that was quite interesting. And then also like you know because obviously, this is your life was um, Eamon Andrews, and he was a big kind of guy at the time, in, you know, in the eighties. And well, Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday at seven was the best kept secret of the week, wasn't it? It was a big secret. Oh yeah, <laughs> big secret. <Yes. laughs> so it was like oh, meeting him was like because he was quite a tall guy as well. I was like, oh, I'm meeting someone famous. You know? <laughs> so it's so good. Um, but I suppose that's really literally. What about what about what about people like? Did you ever meet people like or remember people like um, uh, Doris Speed or Violet Carson who played? Um... <sighs> Annie and Nina. Do you remember them at all? Look, they, 
there, there is a there's a beautiful picture of 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 um, Violet Carson, which is Ina Sharples holding me as a baby. There's a lovely little well, not it's, I don't know if it's a lovely little story, but my there was it was my christening, you know, Tracy's christening, and all the cast and the extras had to go down to a cathedral in Manchester somewhere where I was being christened, and they'd taken me off, and obviously I was just still a baby and everything, and. Um, my mum was left behind uh, in the dressing room. And she's like, oh, they'll come and get me. Someone will come and get me because I need to be there. You know, she needs to be there. <laughs> it's her, her baby who's off, you know, being taken by these people. Um, and anyway, so the bus left, the, the coach left to go to the, um, the cathedral, apparently. And and then literally like about 20 minutes later, there's there a knock on the door. And it was, it was Violet Carson's chauffeur. She had her own car. How good is that? And he came to pick up my mum, and she's like sitting in this beautiful car, being dr- chauffeur-driven to um, the the cathedral to, to be there, to be an extra there at the the christening. So I think it's a beautiful little memory that my mum has about Violet Carson and her chauffeur, which is beautiful. And Ashley's distinct nostalgia conversation with Christabel Finch, who played Corrie's original Tracy, continues in just a few minutes. Do you want a cup of tea? I'll have half a cup. And that caught on. Yeah, that became a kind of catchphrase, I think. It was the hilarious film of 1999. It wasn't anything to do with race or religion or creed or colour. It was as simple as an art student who thinks he's all free and easy and thinking that that's going to be okay. East is East by Ayub Khan Din broke new ground by portraying a relationship between a British woman and her Asian husband. And as a new version of the story comes back to the stage in Birmingham, why not remind yourself of the movie classic with Distinct Nostalgia's special trilogy of star interviews. Oh, frig off and wash your bastard curtains, you dirty cow. And I swear to God, that's one of the best lines I've ever had to say in my life. But the film had a serious side too, tackling both racism and domestic violence. I threw myself and put all my physical strength into trying to stop him. And I couldn't. In Helsinki, they were saying, I can't believe you've made this film. It's incredible because it's showing what life is like for us now. A series of special interviews with Linda Bassett, Leslie Nickel and Chris Bisson. It was a great script and it was a timely thing to tell because it hadn't been told before. They've done all sorts of incredible things to transport you back in time to give you an authentic feel of what it was like. This series of special interviews is available now at distinctnostalgia.com. If nobody was told what you were meant to do, if there weren't any rules, then we would be living in a totally different format. A brand new podcast featuring rarely heard voices from across the UK and around the world. Bisexuality is not really understood because people have biphobic tendencies. And the second you mention bisexual, just their ears pick up. Contemporary conversations around bisexuality. Oh, well, you're still confused, right? No, I'm not confused. We are questioned so much more than people when they come out as straight or gay. It's intense pressure of like, am I sure? You're literally like monitoring yourself. Every episode will include a very personal story as we try to paint a real picture of bisexual Britain. This is Bisexual Brunch. Available now wherever you get your podcasts. The Awesome Arrives on Distinct Nostalgia with a host of new soap, drama, comedy 
and entertainment treats, including Casualty at 35. We mark the show's milestone birthday by meeting the woman who uttered the very first words. I think the first words were goodnight. <laughs> Seems good. ironic, but yes. <laughs> and then in actual birthday week, Distinct Nostalgia meets a woman who became one of the main female faces fans took to their heart for several decades. Kathy Shipton, who became Duffy. So you'd go into this rehearsal room. The whole room is laid out like the studio set. They've got it there and you haven't got a clue. And then they've got poles and they're saying the poles are the edge of the cubicles. So all of us will be going in going... And my first shot, I walked in on the real set in BBC Studio D in White City and I went, and they went, Kath, you don't have to do that because there's a real curtain, you know, all of this ridiculousness. And we've other casualty blasts from the past as we repeat our conversation with Jonathan Kerrigan. And then there's some intriguing soap specials. We're meeting the first Tracy, Christabel Finch, who played the character from her birth in 1977. It felt very normal because it had been like ever since I was a baby, I'd been there every single week filming. Get out of school, get out of the spelling test and go down to the studios. My friends were not very aware of it. And I remember one person saying to me, saying, are you on Sesame Street? And I was like, no, I'm on Coronation Street. And we've a surprise Emmerdale reunion. There's also a magpie reunion. What was very different about us is, first of all, we were all much better looking. And <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> <laughs> I never said that. <laughs> I think we were younger than the Blue Peter presenters. You know, just a bit more in tune with the people that watched us. We had seven million people watching twice a week. And Tim Vincent goes in search of Valerie Singleton, bumping into other Blue Peter stars along the way. Stuart Miles, Tim Vincent, as I never breathe. Uh, what are you calling me for? What do you want? Well, I'm actually looking for uh, Valerie Singleton's number, but of course, I'm checking in on you. Trips to Sun Hill and the Bill. Memories of Darling Buds of May, The Tomorrow People, and interviews with classic stars Jeanette Scott and Melvin Hayes, and legendary TV composer Dennis King. Our great sitcom writer series continues as we sit down with Clement and Lafrenet, who penned Porridge and The Likely Lads. That had an instant response. The very next day I was shooting a commercial and nobody had any idea that I had anything to do with it, but I heard them all talking about it. and That, that made me feel that maybe we had another hit. And as well as all that, we've got the quiz. Oh, it's amazing. Oh. A bumper autumn of memories. Only on Distinct Nostalgia. More than a podcast. Do you remember Jean Alexander who played Hilda Ogden? <gasps> I, w- I really wish I can remember because she was just amazing, wasn't she? She was, she was. Um, and Pat Phoenix? I mean, actually, uh, well, look, Pat Phoenix, I, again, it's not my memory, but my mother's memory. Okay, so, so I was about one and a half, two, and... Um, apparently the director needed Tracy to cry and um and I you know I was a happy baby so happy child so never would cry on cue you know it would be like so they said look Mrs Finch can you please can you try and get Chrissy to to cry and she's like oh I'll give it a go and she's going oh 
you're a very naughty girl. I'm very upset with you. And I was like, and I started crying. Pat Phoenix, Elsie Tanner, she comes storming down from like, where, you know, like the control room. She's watching it on screen, what her mum's doing, you know, saying, telling me off. And she comes up to my mum and she says, don't you ever do that. I'm going to report you to social services. You should never be doing that to your child. And don't ever listen to the directors. Don't let them manipulate you and tell you to, to tell your child off and make her cry. So since, you know, since she did that, they always used a sound effect of a, ch- of a baby crying. So again, my, my mum's experience with, with, with Pat Phoenix was incredible, really, you know. So, so was she, yeah, that's so her was, memory. <laughs> was, Pat, was Pat being real there? She wasn't trying to add to it to make yeah. it, all oh, right, okay. <laughs> it, it was, because she was seeing my mum in the, you know, she was watching the control room because obviously it's not being filmed and she's like, Naughty girl. So she's like, oh, I can't believe you're doing that to your daughter. So. Well, they got over it. They became, they carry on talking to each other after that, I presume. Of course. Of course. Yeah. So I, and I think that's probably yeah, really yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's mostly fast, of... It's fascinating though, isn't it? I mean, when you look back at it and you look back at these, when you see all the different episodes, it must be equally yeah. fascinating for you to keep watching what... Because you, you've got your, you know... In those days, we didn't, you know, people didn't have, you know, there were people who did cine camera things of things at home and yeah. all the rest of it. But here you were sort of in a, you know, uh, uh, the, the nation's biggest programme, in fact, one of the globe's biggest programmes as, yeah. as a little girl, sort of living out your childhood in this, in this, you know, in front of the cameras, you know. I mean, w- w- when you look back at it, does it, uh, are you quite proud to have been part of all that, do you think? Of course. Of course, I mean, what a crazy opportunity is that? It's not even to go through, um, you know, like an agency or anything. It was just back then it was like, Kelmy Yules, the child, you know? And what happened then so, at the end? Why were you, why did they decide when you got seven that that was it? They wanted to um, get rid of you or? Well, well actually, it, what happened was my parents moved to, to Guernsey. In the Channel Islands, so it was. It would not have been possible to fly every week up. So yeah. So really, we kind of left. Right. Okay. <laughs> so you so you left. Now, what's interesting about it is what we need to do here, from a point of view of the 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 soap viewer, uh, the Coronation Street yeah. viewer, who's seen how Tracy has uh, become uh, this uh, this this. Well, well, you know what she's become. She's an absolute nightmare. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> What was going on in your childhood in those first seven years that led to all that? That's what we really want to know. <laughs> I, don't know. I think I was a very lovely child. I have no idea um, why she's so cruel. Did, I know, but what? Because what happened after that? You're probably aware of this. What happened after that was that um, um, she wasn't in it for a while, and, yes. and they and, and Deirdre would always refer to her as being upstairs playing with tapes. She was playing a tape for about five years, I think, until Dawn, I think it was Dawn Acton was the next person, I think, who came along. Well, I I think it was Holly. Holly, Holly. no, Holly, yeah, yeah, I think it was, yeah. I can't remember her last name, but Holly was next. But I think she only did like a year Yeah. or two. But there was a period of time Um, when you never saw Tracy. She was upstairs playing her tapes. Exactly. So it's those tapes that we worry about. We need to know what was on those tapes. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. It's quite quite funny, isn't it? So there have been, I don't know how many traces there have been. Is it about four or five? I can't remember now. It's it's four. Four traces. Four traces. And have you ever met any of the others then? I've met Dawn. Okay. We, 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 I can't remember what, 
under what circumstance we were we met, but we'd gone to Manchester to to do. I think it was like more like a oh, like a, a a program. Like where are they now? And we both ended up being together, which is great. She's she's lovely. She, at the time, because this must have been about oh at least fifteen years ago or twenty years ago or something. Um, and she'd been she was a DJ in Manchester, wasn't hasn't she? And um, she used to her DJ place was called like Tracy's bedroom or something I think <laughs> well yes with those tapes, um, those tapes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. you might as well exactly. you might as well build on the uh, on the reputation what so so yeah. what what happened what a lot of people will be interested to know is what happened to uh, Christabel Finch what did you do after Coronation Street where, where well listen when I was 11 I really got into drama I absolutely had a wonderful drama teacher at my school um, in Guernsey and I just loved creating, you know, and acting. Um, but look, I, I didn't want to go down that, that, that kind of line of being an actor. Um, so I did a degree in theatre, I did an MA in theatre and then I did um, a teaching degree as well. So I became a, a drama music teacher um, and absolutely loved bringing drama um, and theatre to to younger people to, you know, help with their creativity and and confidence. Um, and then obviously I met my husband and we had a child together. My daughter's now 13 and um, she's, she's very musical. Um, she hasn't told me that she likes drama yet, which I'm very upset about. And so... <laughs> I'm like, come on, let's get you on the stage. Do you, um, do you think? Do you think that? So, do you think that interest in drama, and now you managed to carry on with, you know, focusing on drama, probably came from your, you know, your roots in Corrie. I, I'd like to say it did, but I'm, I, maybe I, it's so hard because, to me, when I was on Coronation Street, I, I don't feel like I was acting. You know, you know, because when you're older, when you start actually acting it's a totally different process it was more like can you say this line like mummy i want my dolly when on the, the correct cue but there's no acting in it it's more like just like being a parrot were you, in a way. Were, you were you aware as a kid on coronation street that they were acting can you remember you know mm. uh, anchor bride talking to you elsewhere and then suddenly turning into this persona of deirdre that's that's a really interesting question um Maybe didn't have didn't understand the concept of acting at that age, um, but I do remember being in the dressing room and going through lines with her, and then then it being just a normal process of going onto the set and doing the lines. So now, now just yeah, to, it's a really interesting concept. Just to prove, of course, that you are into. Uh... Uh, drama and music. Um, I'm sat talking to you <laughs> um, on a Zoom call here with uh, three electric guitars behind, I think, from, uh, oh, yeah. and some headphones. You're clearly in the music business. <laughs> oh, look, look, we, look, my husband's a guitarist. Um, so, so actually, when I, when I met him uh, back in Guernsey, when I moved back about, I think I was about 28, um, we created a band together called the Tracy Barlows. <laughs> so, 
So it still lives on then. Your connection still um, lives on, doesn't it, with it? it yeah. <laughs> so we had a six-piece band together in Guernsey. Um, and oh, obviously one of the lead singers, obviously. So <laughs> And the ex-shaker. Um, and then obviously we moved to, to Australia, to, to Perth, um, about 11 years ago now. So... Um, we we do duo work and we do trio work, so we're still we're still gigging. We've got a gig this Friday, actually. <laughs> um, actually, it's a, it's a Christmas in July gig, so we're doing lots of Christmas songs <laughs> together. Going back, going down to Corrie, there were a few little things while you were there, and I don't know whether you were involved in these or not. There were things like um, you were very young at this point, though. I think there was the Queen Silver Jubilee in nineteen seventy seven. Which was done yeah. outside with everybody dressing up and stuff like that. Do you? You probably don't remember that. You were very young then, weren't you? So you probably don't remember Look, I, that. Do you, I don't, but I remember you know seeing pictures. Do you remember? Anything? I think it was like was it Julie Goodyear dressed as like Rob kind yeah, of. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. I think. But do you remember but, any yeah. things like that? Any sort of events like that where there was like obviously you mentioned the christening, which you weren't, you can't remember because you were too young. But yeah. what about was there any particular? You know, parties in the street. Was there any things that you were dragged through that were sort of? Can you remember anything like that, both on and off screen? Yeah. So there was one on screen where um, oh, it must have been about three, but I can't remember what it was for. Oh goodness me! Well, I had to be in a an egg and spoon race, um, but obviously <laughs> Tracy had to win. So the, everybody, all the other kids, the poor kids, have to like, and I'm like, yeah. And just running and being first, but not realising that actually Tracy had to win. Um, so, yeah, and my, my sister, because my sister's 10 years older than me, um, was asked to be in the scene too, like to be an extra. Um, but I don't think she was bothered. She was like sitting in the background going, no, I don't want to do it. I think, so, I um, think that might have been, because I remember a picture of Vera and, not Deirdre, but Vera and Hilda... So, uh, Jean Alexander and Liz Dawn and someone else, I can't remember who the third one was, doing something like a race of some kind. And I think it might have been to do with um, Prince Charles and Princess Diana getting married in 1981. Oh. I think it was a street party. And so you probably oh, were... In, you were probably be... You were, you were probably doing an egg and spoon race or something at the street, street yeah. party. That might have been it, might it? I think you're right, because I remember lots of like British flags, like bunting. Yeah. So... Yeah, yeah, yeah I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, and what about just the bigger picture of, of the, the Granada Studios, obviously, was this magical place. There was so much going on there all the time. Um, and yes. obviously, you'd go in there, you'd have your day there, but you obviously, there was some downtime, you'd probably have lunch or whatever. What other things do you remember about the building? About Do you remember anything about the other things you did while you were there, as well as literally being on Coronation Street? Do you do you remember spending time in the canteen or anything? or? Mm. Anything that springs oh, to mind? Again, a very, you know, fle- very fleeting memories. Um, so, yeah, canteen, but, yeah, not just just eating, not really uh, anything interesting. But I do remember once, um, you're obviously going down the corridors, these, these massive doors that lead to big rooms, which are obviously, you know, the studios. Um, and do you, remember, do you remember Toya Wilcox? in the 1980s she was shooting a music video and um and I was allowed to go in and watch I must have been about four five and go and watch and then she gave me an autograph p- 
picture of herself. And that was, that was like, really like, again, like, oh, I'm, I'm starstruck because it's someone you recognise. Even though I wasn't starstruck by the people I'm working with. Oh, what about <laughs> things, so- I mean, obviously this was huge. I mean, it's still huge now, but it's huge then, both in Britain and around in different parts of the world. I know it's yeah. big in New Zealand and Canada and all the rest of it. What do you remember about that side of things? Did you, did you I mean, did your, obviously you were a kid, so they, were, they, they shield you to an extent, but did you have any sense that this was a, a big thing that people were watching you every day or every twice a week in their living rooms? And did you, did you understand any no. of that at that time? No no. no, no, definitely not. I mean, look, obviously when we went on holidays, um, people would recognise me. Um, and go, oh, can we take a picture, you know, and then can we get an autograph? And obviously, I can't write. I'm a child <laughs> to cross. But my mum used to carry around, like, little um, uh, kind of cardboard, you know, photos, you know, promotional kind of, you know, photo- photos. And she'd sign it, you know, from Christabel. How, when did you realise that it was such a, you know, big thing? I mean, because you wouldn't have known that at that age. Look, I suppose it kind of hit home... When we left, because we moved to Guernsey and we're, they were hounded by the press. The press were, you know, going, where's Tracy gone? It was like headline news, like Tracy kidnapped, and in little brackets, by their parents, by her parents, you know. <laughs> the sun, the mirror. I'm like, but, you know, they're just, they're following us around and they take secret, they have like little cameras and take secret pictures of me going to school in, in Guernsey and, my, My dad, dad was not happy. happy. Yes. <laughs> so that, that kind of like hit home. I was thinking, why is that person coming up to speak? And my dad going, get away from her and shove me in the car. And I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> so, so that kind of like hit home about being famous. Yeah, way, yeah, no, absolutely. Know. And did you find yourself once later on sort of dipping into Corrie to see what had happened to Tracy? Uh, <laughs> to be honest, no. <laughs> it's terrible. That's really terrible. I, I know. <laughs> it's all right. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm, I'm so sorry. Look, I probably back when I was a teenager, I'd watch EastEnders, um, but I, my mum was way into it, way into Coronation Street more than I was. So oh, that's terrible, isn't it? And she still watches it, does she? So many years later, you know? I think she does. Yeah. So. Sometimes you'll say, I've got to go, you know, Corrie's on. I'm on the phone to her. Yeah, so. Good stuff, good stuff. So, I mean, that is, you know, as we said earlier on, on you know, that's, you, you're part of history, really. You know, six or seven years in um, the world's longest running drama serial, soap opera. Um, yeah. That's quite, it's quite special, really, when you think back to it. And um, um, Absolutely. Yeah. And, it, and all it, the it, iconic characters, they're just amazing actors yeah. the, at that time. Yeah. It's just amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And you were, as you say, you were in it at a period when by, whereby a lot of those characters were still in it. Some of the original yeah. characters were still there, weren't they? You know what I mean? So, exactly. So yeah. finally then, is there anything else you remember? Anything else you remember that you've not told us? Oh, that's such a good question. I'm just trying to think. Or anything funny um, or... To, to be honest, that is... Probably all my memories. I mean, I, all I can say is that I had a fantastic time. Um, and I just, you know, getting out of spelling every week was just like the, the, the highlight of my week being a child. Um, but I had amazing people around me. You know, I was in an adult world, really. 
Um, and people who really cared about me, like there's this guy called Gordon McKellar, and he was like like Bill Podmore, who's the producer yes. of, of Coronation Street. He was like his right hand man, and he looked after all the stars. But especially, I found he was like always next to me, looking after me. And I remember one t- well, I remember one time going under the table in the dressing room and, and putting my hand into some rat poison, and I was just about to go. Yummy, and he was like, "No, he he saved me from being poisoned." Um, so I was very lucky to be around all these amazing people who just wanted the best for me. Um, my parents wanting the best for me and protecting me, and um, I can I can't say anything bad about being. Do you remember any other kids in it at the time? Because of course you were born roughly, you were born before, but uh, probably a couple of years before. Nick Tilsley was born. Yeah, um, absolutely. Do you remember any any of the younger kids? No, I, no. I I don't. Annoyingly, it was the only child, only child on set. Because I suppose I suppose like Gail and Deirdre probably didn't hang out together. I don't think they hung out together. No, they were slightly different, weren't they? They were different character kind of characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Deirdre and, Deirdre was more sort of yeah, she was more of a, a mumsy kind of character, whereas I think. Um, Gail was a bit quite wild at one point, wasn't she? I think in the yeah. early years, yeah, yeah. Do you remember Absolutely. her? Do you remember Helen Worth? Do you remember seeing her? I, I, I do, but again, did not really speak to her. It was, it's, it's a funny old time, yeah. And, uh, and you mentioned Alf Roberts. You mentioned Brian Mosley. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. Do you remember I mean, he'd been there a long yeah. time. So, do you remember him? I, I, yeah, again, a lovely guy, lovely. And if I'm in the corner shop, he was, you know eye contact and you know making me feel special so yeah really good um i mean look i did go back to because you, know, you can do a tour now on Coronation yeah, street yeah, yeah, can't you? yeah so i went back when i was about 16 um to do a tour and see the set again it was bizarre because everything's obviously really tiny you know especially on the exterior um set and uh it's just weird seeing all the cobbled streets, but it being very small. And then seeing Anker Bride again, that was so lovely. Going to her house and seeing her. And she, again, we had a lovely conversation. And, um, and then meeting Johnny Briggs in, in the canteen. We'd gone to the canteen. And him going, I, th- I can't remember who was with me. I think it might have been Gordon McKellar. He said, uh, hey, Johnny, do you remember who this person is? And he's like, hmm, no, I don't. And I said, it's, it's, it's Christabel Finch. And he's like, oh, I remember you when you were like this size. I said, well, I've grown a bit now. You know, I'm 16 now. So it was, it, everyone was just very cheery and happy, you know. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And of course, while you were great. there, while you were there, they actually moved the street, didn't they? Or they made a new street. A new street was built in 1982. Oh, Do you remember yes. that? Do you remember that? Do you remember, I, the, queen? No, Do you remember I the queen? Don't, but... Remember the queen coming to open it at all? You probably no. weren't. You probably weren't invited to that bit. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, I don't remember. But I, I do remember vaguely it changed. You know, changing. Yeah. So, but not wasn't there at the time when it actually when happened. It happened. You know, yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Christabel, it's been absolutely wonderful to chat to you all the way from Perth in Australia, and I'm glad you've um, you know your memories of Korea are, are so are so great. I mean, I know. You can't remember everything at that age, I know, but you've been, you've been fabulous. You've told us some fantastic stuff. And, um, yeah, uh, I mean, 
who knows? You know, Tracy's had so many different incarnations over the years. She's been so many different people, <laughs> Absolutely. Like, like they are in all these programs. Um, but but um, but yeah, you, you probably. I mean, it's still bizarre to see that that lovely little girl uh, that you played turning into this monster. Um, I know. But but actually, deep down, I don't think she is a monster. Really, I think she's Not- just uh, you know. But something that happened. Yeah. Something happened. Uh, between you finishing, you finishing, and Dawn coming along, because um, yeah, because it didn't do something happened with those tapes, and we still need still need to get to the bottom of it somehow. <laughs> what Absolutely. we ought, what we ought to do really is get all the tra- all the Tracys back together again at some point. That's what we ought to do as a big reunion. Maybe we should try. That would be point. fantastic. I'd love it. <laughs> Fabulous. Good That'd stuff. Lovely to talk to you, anyway, Isabel. Lovely to talk to you. You take care. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's great. Christabel Finch speaking to Ashley and we're on a mission to speak to all the Tracys and to find out what on earth she was listening to on those tapes for so many years. So watch this space. Distinct Nostalgia is produced by MIM and if you like what we do then please consider supporting us on Patreon. Every penny helps us to make even more amazing content just for you. Go to distinctnostalgia.com and click on the donate button. Thank you. Distinct Nostalgia. More than a podcast.